Well, Spurs fans are being spoilt now. They've got their Tottenham back all right. Scintillating stuff from Spurs so far this season. It ends. Burnley 2, Tottenham 5. Oh, my God. They sit second. In Ange, we trust. What do they do? They beat Burnley 5-2. Joining us, Adam Peacock for Code Sports Soccer Journal. Adam, thanks for your time. How are you? Now, will this honeymoon ever be over? Will the bubble burst? Is, is Ange the Messiah? Can he walk on water? Uh, yeah, at the moment he can. Yeah. At the moment he can, definitely. But, look, he's, he's got some harder games on the other side of the the uh, international break, second game back after the international break, is when it's all going to come into focus for the Spurs under Ange and they play, they play Arsenal away, the North London derby. So, look, he, he couldn't have got... He couldn't have asked for more about the start, given the fact that they lost Harry Kane as well. Um, the, the win over Manchester United buys him so much time and, mm. and gives him so much credit in the bank with the, the Spurs fans, and, and then they go and do that to, to Burnley and come up with a game plan that, uh, in the end, just picked them apart. Um, yeah, it's, it's magnificent so far, and there's still a lot to come, because oddly enough, they, they did beat Burnley 5-2. Uh, it was 5-1 until the last minute, but they weren't at their knowing how Ange wants to play, they weren't at their their flowing best. So there's a lot more to come from this side. I, I don't know where mm. they end up, but mm. it's just great to see. None of which is a great surprise to anyone who knows Ange Postecoglou and his record backwards. Yeah, I thought they were clinical in the second half. Um, they call him Sonny. Their captain scored a hat trick. He's just got them all believing. They all know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, Sun Young Min is their their captain, and and he started as a central striker on the weekend, as opposed to a winger that he has done for the majority of the season so far. And it, that's where Ange made his tweak. He wanted a, a, a more mobile front three to, to put pressure on Burnley's uh, rear guard, and, and it works. They all, they've all got great clarity about what Ange wants. Yeah. And the, the way that he goes about it, with the attacking intent, that there are going to be moments in games against better opposition than Burnley where they're going to be forced to defend and defend for greater periods. But oh, they've given... They've, They've given themselves the perfect springboard or, or, or framework for a really successful season by their standards, which is top four finish. They're not going to win the league, but look, it, anything is possible in Woof. in that little Ooh. realm under Ange. Yeah, Adam, one of the sayings is that you, you've got to get a lot of wins before Christmas. That's one of the things they love saying because it gets obviously quite... Uh, Oh, the weather turns basically, doesn't it? Post uh, Christmas yeah. for for a lot of the teams, so getting these early wins is definitely uh, money in the bank, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And look, with a, a squad like Spurs, they don't have a great spread of talent, like depth wise, like a Manchester City, or you could argue an Arsenal or a Manchester United. Um, but what they do have is is a very, at the moment, strong fourteen, fifteen players that are competing. Now, it, it'll you'll struggle to get them on the park for 38 games in a row. Um, but, and, yeah, come January when they're playing twice a week, if they cups thrown in and they're playing, what, they play four games in 10 days over the Christmas period, it's long been um, known as the, the hardest period in any league in the world, that, that little concentration of games. We'll know a lot more once we get to the 20-game mark about exactly where Ange is at with this side. But, look, the start, as we've mentioned, couldn't have gone any better so far, but bigger tests to come. You mentioned the the derby that will be against Arsenal. They were pretty impressive putting uh, Man United away 3-1. Yeah, in the end, uh, it, was, it was tight, and, and Manchester United will argue that the, the offside call and um, Eric 
um, Ten Hag, their, their coaches, whinged about the technology, saying that their offside call in the 88th minute to go 2-1 two, two, up uh, and a goal to Garanacho, it was an offside. I don't know how you argue against what is essentially a maths equation, an absolute algorithm. It's a piece of technology. It's not opinion that where <laughs> the line's drawn. They've got technology to pick that apart. But look, they were close, Manchester United, but not quite close enough. And Arsenal's sign of a very good side, winning those tight games like that, and, and two goals in, in stoppage time uh, got it done. So they, they do look the closest to Manchester City again, Arsenal, at the moment, even though everyone apart from Manchester City have had uh, points dropped when it's looked like they might have got something more out of games. So, yeah, um, Arsenal, I think they're, they're clear second seeds at the moment, but things can change with injuries and transfer windows, which will approach in January again. Mm. Man City continued on their way. How good's this Erling Haaland? Another hat-trick. Is he that good? He is, because he's, he's the ultimate. He's not in the game, but he always is. Yeah. So he doesn't touch the ball much. He, he, Man City don't use him in build-up that much. Um, he's just there to just finish things. Hmm. Like, basically, he's just like everything else happens around him and he just has to be in the right spot at the right time. And because he's got so many facets, he's, he can score with his head, he can score with his left, he can score with his right, he can score with his chest, and if he was asked to, he'd probably score with his ass as well. <laughs> so he, he can do everything. He can shoot the ball, he can finish, uh, he can finish tappings, he's great aerial. Geez. In that 18-yard box, he's just he's like really hard to deal with because yeah. he's so physical, he's so quick, and he thinks quick. So mm. he's the ultimate striker at the moment, and he's perfect for that side. Yeah, I thought you were going to sell off his ding-ding there, yeah. Adam, but I thought, well, anyway. Well, he'd do that as well. <laughs> um, Liverpool Hey, hey, Mo Salah Is he off to Saudi Arabia? Those rumours won't go away Oh, they won't until I think it's Thursday Their, yeah. their transfer window closes um, They'll have another crack I don't think they're going to be successful But I think this will be Personally, I think this will be the last season You'll see Mo Salah in the Premier Ooh. League um, Because I think he's got two years left on his contract So Liverpool could still ask for a, a pretty penny And I, I think Salah deep down, he'd probably want to go and play in an Arab land where, um, you know, he's going to be the biggest thing. And in this Saudi league, it's 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 here to stay. They're not mucking about. They've got an untold amount of riches to spend on it. And the, the depth of play that they've built in this shorter period of time has been quite amazing, really. Um, but it's no surprise, given the money that they can fly uh, that they can they can put around. So they want Salah. They'll end up getting him, but I don't think they'll get him this this year. So Liverpool have got to make hay with him um, this season, I reckon. Adam, love your work, mate. Thanks for your time. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Premier League talking points there with Adam Peacock, Code Sports, soccer journalist, our mate.